Hey everyone, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up. We are going to get into some advanced strategies today, some advanced techniques. For those of you who have hit the seven-figure revenue mark in your business and you are now focused, your target, your goal is eight figures, right? Eight figures I've talked about this a few times, but I'm going to just keep saying it, right? Because I know people come into the podcast and never heard me before. They think it's a ranting Australian. But when you hit eight figures of revenue in your business, it opens up so many things for you, right? So, so you can make money from a lifestyle business that's doing six or seven figures. Absolutely, right? That's cool. It's hard to sell those businesses, right? It's hard to sell businesses that are certainly in the, in the sort of high six figures because they, they don't have enough around them that's transferable. Now you can sell, you know, an idea, you can sell the concept of what that business is doing. But when you're talking about mass transferability, mass transferability of value, which can then lead to greater levels of wealth, freedom and impact, that tends to happen when you get into the plus eight figures. Now, today is not to talk about all the reasons why that's important, right? I'll, I'll say a couple of things, but I'm not going to get into the detail. The purpose of this episode is for those of you who want to go from seven to eight as quickly as possible, you know where to focus. Okay, so I'm going to go through five things that are going to help you do that. But just to finish the point I made a second ago, only 20%, right? Only 20% of businesses doing under 10 million in revenue, so under eight figures, actually sell. Okay, so let that hit you for a second, right? Only 20%, okay? So that, that means that, that eight out of 10 aren't selling. Okay, and there's lots of reasons for that. Touched a little bit on it. The second thing is that as a business owner, right, 70 to 80% of your net worth is usually tied, locked in your business. So if you want to go off and, you know, travel the world, buy an island, (laughs) whatever it is at some point, you need to be able to build a business that has scale, value, and transferability. Okay, so I suppose the keys today that I'm going to get into are going to give you some of that, but there's more to unpack, which, you know, I've spoken about previously and I'll keep talking about because I think it's such an important thing for entrepreneurs and business owners to understand. All right, but let's get back to the topic. Five things from seven to eight. All right, so firstly, if you're going from seven to eight, you need to have predictability of revenue, which means you have to have a predictable machine that is driving both leads and conversion. Okay, that, that's the important thing. Now, it doesn't actually matter what that thing is. Okay, so I use webinars. Um, sometimes people have white papers or, or other sorts of lead, we call lead magnets. I hate that term, but the idea is it's something that's going to offer value to your ideal client or customer in exchange for them wanting to have a, a conversation with you or wanting to move further into a commercial relationship with you. The more that you have to ask for referrals, knock on doors, get, you know, um, random things happening on social media, whatever your strategy is from a marketing perspective, the more that that is not dialed in, is not evergreen, okay, the less it's predictable. So if you're looking at your business right now, even if you're at the beginning of seven figures, but it's kind of erratic, you're waiting for these big lumpy contracts to come in or whatever else, that's really, really difficult to scale. 
okay? Because you know you're waiting. You're not you're you're not sort of sitting there going out there and and hunting for those opportunities. Whereas if you actually have something right that is automated that that kind of attracts or has the ability to attract your ideal clients towards you, and then you can turn the dial up or down accordingly to how much you want to spend to attract that client, okay, or that customer, that is huge. Okay, so to unpack that, so I I have webinars or workshops. We have them automated, okay? This is important, and I learned this from a good friend of mine, Kiala Kanai, who does this brilliantly. Definitely worth checking that guy out on YouTube. Um, and the idea behind this is that, you know, you have some piece of content. You know, for me, it's, it's workshops, webinars, and to some extent, these podcasts, because these episodes are also evergreen. And if I want to direct my ideal client towards what I'm doing, I can effectively send them to an episode exactly like this, and then they're going to get value from that, right? Because I'm, I'm solving various problems or trying to help people solve various challenges and problems they have in their business. And then if they want to, you know, go further and get some direct help, they can reach out to me and my team for that, okay? But I don't have to constantly get on phone calls to explain what I'm doing because it's all documented in some way, shape or form. So you've got to have some form of automation around, you know, the IP that you're creating, the assets, okay? And then you need to work out how you're going to direct people towards those assets, okay, which is actually the second point, but I've jumped in. So the first one is some form of automation, which is going to offer value in exchange for someone wanting to consider moving up the chain with you, okay, number one. Number two, you have to drive traffic, okay, you have to drive traffic. There are different ways of driving traffic, okay, some people go out there and have partnerships and relationships, that is cool. But the, game, the key word here as we talk about all of these different things in scaling from seven to eight figures is predictability, okay? You want to know that you can turn things up and down and you can measure the performance of those things. So the number one way to do that generally is through advertising. doesn't matter what you advertise on, right? Different markets, different segments, you know, are going to have different media platforms that work for them. But you have to have something where... You can effectively turn up the amount you're spending and that's going to have a result on the amount of people that come your way. The more people who become aware of what you do in your offer, okay? And you have to have a way of turning that down, okay? So for example, if you're in a business which has seasonality, sometimes it's not great to be spending lots of money on advertising if it's not the right season for what you do, but you definitely want to spend more money when it is the right season, okay? And that happens a lot in retail. Okay, so the first part is some form of automation that, that can explain what you do to your clients. The second part is a way of driving traffic at scale that is absolutely dial up or dial downable based on what you want to spend. Okay, and what you're looking to do here ultimately with those two things is start to drive a positive return on the ad spend based on the sales that you're getting into your business. Okay, so I like to think of this as a bit of a machine. The first machine we're talking about here is a way of attracting, right? The second is how do you start to convert, okay? How do you start to convert those clients, okay? So automation, advertising. What's the third piece, okay? The third piece is how you fulfill, okay? How you fulfill. So a business that has to create a bespoke solution every time someone comes in, every single time someone comes in, they are going to struggle to scale. Costs more money, costs more in terms of thinking time just to be able to build something. You have to charge a lot of money, 
right, to be able to provide that bespoke service. And that does work, right? That does work. But it's a more difficult model to scale than something that is, let's say, 80% productized. In other words, it's a product or service that can be delivered to the same group of people at scale where there's only 20% that's actually versioned or bespoke to that client. Okay. Now, let me just unpack this in a bit more detail for you. Um, friend of mine ran a upholstery business. Okay. Beautiful upholstery business. But every single time a client came into her world, she would have to design and manufacture something unique. Now, that took a lot of time. It took a lot of client service in terms of backwards and forwards with, with, the, with the client. And then she would have to go and create the masterpiece. For her to make that worthwhile, in other words, a business versus a hobby, she would have to charge probably 10 to 20 times what her market would be prepared to pay. Okay, now I'm not saying there isn't a market for those things, right? You know, there are, but you know, you have to be able to be very, very niched and probably go to a client, um, a client niche within that market that's prepared to pay a premium for you to be able to turn that into a scalable model. And even then it's difficult. Okay. So, so when you look to productize something, you are simply looking at all the key components of what you deliver that are ubiquitous are the same, you know, against your target audience. In other words, you know, there, there are some basic things that have to be within the solution. And then there's always going to be a percentage. I always say around 20%. So it's that Pareto principle. There's going to be a percentage that needs to be customized and versioned so that delivers specifically for what your ideal client is looking for. Okay. But think about that. If we go back to what we've got, we've got three different things here now that I've explained. One is some form of automation, which you know, shows your ideal client what you do, right? So for me, it's podcasts and it's workshops and webinars. Advertising that you can dial up and dial down to be able to, to get people to understand exactly what you offer. And then a productized service, okay, or solution that is that is scalable off the back of that, okay? Now, lots of people come to me and they have a fantastic product, but they haven't worked out how to scale that product because it's just too beautifully produced. And what I'll often do is go in there and just pull it apart, put it back together. And more often than not, right, there are occasions where it doesn't work, but more often than not, we will be able to get to something which absolutely is scalable and as good, if not better, than the original thing that was created. Okay, and that's true innovation when you're talking about scale up because you're creating something that is offering value to you as well as value to the client, okay? Fourth thing, okay, fourth thing is processes, right? Documenting your processes, right? So you've got to go and think about your business in terms of a number of machines. So I've talked before about there's a, there's a machine that attracts clients. There's a machine that converts clients. There's a machine that fulfills. And then there's a machine that runs the, the economics or the general operation. You've got to be able to think of this as handoffs or process points where there is a very, very clear um, gate or change of where the process moves into the next phase of the business. So when we talk about, again, transferability of value, so if you want to exit this business at one point in the future, all of those processes are going to be key to your ability to be able to uh, explain to the potential buyer why this business can run without you or run without you and the leadership team. All right. So if you, if you have a business where everything is in your head or in your leadership team's head and it's not 
clearly transferable to a new owner, you cannot sell your business. Okay, it is not exable at all. So you want to make sure that all of those things work really, really well. And you want to make sure that all of those things join up and can be explained. Okay, so many, many people who have got businesses doing early seven figures, they've got processes at the very early stage, but they're not sort of standing operating procedures and they're not joined up. It's worth the investment to bring someone in to map how you currently do things and then start to build and document all the processes and start to improve on them for efficiency. And I'll leave you with this point. Uh, James Kahn, who's a famous uh, entrepreneur, has been on Dragon's Den here in the UK. He said something which I don't agree with, but he said, and it was quite interesting, it kind of hits you between the eyes. He said, I don't trust people, I trust process. And he has literally a manual or a document for all the key roles in his businesses that everyone has to learn. But equally, if someone leaves, because people leave, you know, things happen, right? People get sacked or they go on to other opportunities or they get sick or whatever. He just needs to get someone in to come in and learn the manual. Okay, and that's one of the keys to his success in terms of scaling businesses well into eight figures and I think into nine figures. Okay, all right, so we've got processes there. And the last one, and this is something that I have, you know, I think over my career, I've always not been as maybe efficient (laughs) on this as I could be. I think it comes back to being, you know, making emotional decisions and stuff like that. But most people, when they build a business, they focus on the task. And when they start to hire and bring people in, when they go from that sort of startup to scale up, is they think, oh, I need this done. I'm going to hire someone who can do the task, right? The problem with that is as you start to bring more and more people in, you have to manage all of those tasks, okay? Because you're not bringing people in to manage the tasks, so therefore it becomes on you. And lots of entrepreneurs who get stuck in their business, get overwhelmed, get stressed, it's because they they end up creating more jobs for themselves because they're just getting they're just managing people who are doing tasks. Okay. What I want you to do when you go from that seven to eight figure mark, and actually you can probably start this a little bit earlier. I wish I did in some of my businesses, is flip the script on this. So instead of hiring the task-based employees, start to think about your leaders. Okay, so who is the person that I can bring in? who's going to take away all of that thinking and the doing, and they're going to basically just manage the whole thing. In fact, they're going to create the process. They're going to manage the process. They're even going to hire the people who are going to do all the tasks. Now, some of you will be thinking, oh, that's more expensive. I can't afford it. You know, if I'm going from six to seven figures, you know, that's difficult. But, you know, I know people who have got seven-figure businesses who are still operating with the same mindset. Right. And this is why you've got to flip this around. So if you bring in someone, this is where this concept of, you know, Benjamin Hardy's Who Not How, great book, by the way, starts to make sense. Go and hire the best person you can so that it frees you up to not have to think about it. Okay. Frees you up. You don't have to come up with the strategy. You don't have to come up with the plan. You don't have to come up with the execution. All you need to do is be able to direct the result. Okay, so I have a CMO in my business or a couple of my businesses, but my main my main consulting coaching business. And I just say, this is what I want to happen, right? I want it to kind of be like this, right? And then you make the decision, you own the strategy, I trust you to get it done. That frees up everything because they're the ones who are going to go and hire, you know, the person who's going to produce the podcast. They're the people who are going to go and hire the people who are going to, you know, set up funnels and write ads and all those other bits and pieces that might be needed, right? So they're, they're going to take on that responsibility themselves And therefore, I don't have to do any of that, okay? So that makes a big, big difference just in terms of your ability to be able to focus more on the business and more of those strategic things, okay? So how do you do that? Final point here for today. 
you don't have to go out there and hire full-time these, these expensive leaders, right? You can bring fractional experts in who could go from temporary positions to permanent if they're great. And think of that as bringing people in to run the key projects, right? The, the bigger things, the bigger priorities that you want to get done over the next 90 days. And then that becomes a way that you do things, not just something that happens randomly. And then that leadership or, or the right people around you becomes, you know, one of the keys to that scaling point, right? And once you see this, it's like you never unsee it. And then everything starts to click into place. In fact, you know, I left that as the fifth point today, but it actually could have been the first one, right? Because it's so important. All right. So just to summarize super quick, some form of automation where people can come to you and they can get what they need in terms of information to decide whether they want to move forward in a commercial relationship. I use podcasts. I use automated workshops and webinars, but something that is evergreen. Second thing, you can't rely on referrals. You can't rely on reputation. You have to have a way of paying to drive traffic, okay? Advertising, affiliates, those sort of things. But you want a way of being able to dial that up and dial that down depending on the number of leads that you need into your business and then how those leads are converting, okay? So that you get to a positive ROI, okay? Super, super important. If you can't, you know, some people disagree with me on this, but I'm going to say it. You can't scale a business unless you can understand how ads impact your business, some form of advertising, okay? Third area, productization of your core solution, okay? Make sure it's not too bespoke because bespoke is hard to scale. Fourth, extremely well-documented processes for each of the key functions in your business, but the clear delineation of the handoffs, the gates where those separate points start to move. The way to think about this visually is... I've got, you know, different things that have to happen in different stages, different systems, and I can see when those things hand off. It's almost like a conveyor belt, right? And you've got these different things happening and the whole thing runs smoothly, purposefully, and there creates, you know, this idea of efficiency in your business. Fifth thing, great people brought in that actually oversee the strategy and then the tasks fit into them, not into you, all right? That's how you scale from seven to eight figures. Have a think about where you are on your journey now. If you're not quite at seven figures, some of these principles are worth thinking about. But if you want to get to eight figures, you know, super quick before you start doing all the fun stuff that I talk about by acquisitions and all that, that's the fun stuff, you've got to have these fundamentals in place. Hope you liked the episode. As always, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram. Let me know what you think. As always, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show, or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.